The Enneagram just helps bring understanding and language to the differences between all of us. I think in a way that allows us to embrace our differences so that we can move forward in healthy ways with each other. Welcome to your Journey to Joy podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski, and I'm on a mission to help you find joy in the chaos of life. As a retired nurse, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mom of four adult children, I know what it's like to feel the overwhelm of it all and wonder if and when the joy will show up again. And I've learned it's up to us to go find that joy. On this show, you will hear inspiring stories from those who have overcome all kinds of life challenges, tips on how to stay healthy and vibrant during the ups and downs of life, and simple ways on finding joy in your own life. Let's face it, life is messy, yet when we travel together on this journey, support and encourage each other along the way, that joy starts to show up again. I'm so excited to lead you on this journey of you to find the joyful life that you deserve. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski. Uh, so excited for today's um, episode, and I know you will be too. If you know anything about the Enneagram, uh, you are going to love today's episode. Um, I met Jody Barber through, you know, this whole social media land and podcasting and all of that. And um, I uh, wanted to bring her on here today to share all of her goodness and help us really understand the Enneagram even more. And for those of you who are entrepreneurs and you're, you know, just people that are in the business world, you're going to, again, you're going to love this episode because we're going to talk about how, as we learn about who we are in the Enneagram and also learn about who those are that we are serving or training or coaching or things like that. It's just so, so um, important and cool. So Jody Barber, she's a certified Enneagram coach, a sales strategist. Um, and just an advocate for people, again, really getting to know who they are and who they're serving and how they can really just make that all great. Uh, 18 years as a spiritual mentor. I'm just so, so excited to have you here today. So Jody, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, again, I'm going to have you kind of start at the beginning and and kind of explain to others what that Enneagram is. And again, I, as I told you before we went live, you know, I learned about the Enneagram, I don't know, half a dozen years ago or so in my network, you know, direct selling company business. I have several on my team that are all about the Enneagram and they um, started talking about it. And then they referred me to some podcasts to listen to it. And um, I was just really fascinated because I've done different things. Like when I was in medical sales, I did different whatever those are, personality type um, surveys or evaluations to know if or if I'm a, a red, a green, a yellow, or a blue, right? Or if I'm a driver or a whatever. And I was a red for so long. <laughs> and then I chilled out. And um, I'm I'm kind of a combination of a few of those colors or whatever, but I could never be a yellow. So I thought that was, again, fascinating. But as I started to learn about the Enneagram, and you'll explain that, I think it's based more on what our values or things like that. It was just, again, it was fascinating to learn. And then as I learned more about myself and my husband's type, it explained so much. And um, so let's just start at the beginning of, for those that know nothing about the Enneagram, tell us a little bit like what it's all about and um, why it's important for us to, to know about it. Yes. 
Well, the Enneagram is a little bit different than the other personality assessments that are out there because it actually speaks to your motivations. And so um, you have the not you have nine different core personality types. Each personality type has operates out of one of the three centers of intelligence, which our three centers of intelligence are thinking, feeling, and doing. And so depending on what um, triad you're in, uh, there are three triads of the Enneagram. Numbers two, three, four are the heart triad. Five, six, seven are the thinking triad. And eight, nine, one are the intuitive triad. And so each triad has a center of intelligence that it operates out of, whether that's your feelings, two, three, four, your thoughts, five, six, seven, or your gut intuition, eight, nine, one. So I love the Enneagram because it kind of, for me and for my clients, for the women I've worked with over the past several years, whether that has been in spiritual formation or whether that has been in business and entrepreneurship, it really helps us unlock and understand why we think the things we think, why we feel the things we feel, and why we do the things we do. And it also helps us understand where we need more balance in our lives, like where we tend to react in life by default instead of intentionally. And so in my opinion, the Enneagram is one of the best and most robust tools for personal growth because it helps us see our blind spots, but also helps give us practical steps for growing in areas where we tend to be more limited. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating. And there is, I know there's just mentioned a couple of things. I'm like, oh, that's right. There's all those different ways of, it's how we think, like, are we looking more in the past? Are we present thinking or future thinking or something like that? That's a fascinating (laughs) thing to look at too, once we learn our numbers. Yeah. And so there's, you said what the, there's nine, there's nine numbers, right? There's nine types. Can you go through just like that, because one is like, I don't know, I don't, what the the romantic or the this or the that. Can you just go through and name off like a number one's this, just so that the audience can maybe be like, oh, that kind of sounds more like me, but you do and need to do a little bit of study of it to really know what your number is. But yeah, for sure. And one is the reformer or the perfectionist. Ones are very committed to doing things the right way and being their question they're always asking themselves is, am I good? <laughs> am I right? Twos are the nurturer and servant, and they are always aware of and meeting the needs of other people. They are thinking, where am I needed and how can I meet those needs? Threes are the achiever, um, the performer. Threes are very good at, um, because they're in the heart triad, they're very aware of what other people are feeling, and they're always looking for relational connections, but they are very good at at uh, showing up and being the person that they think other people want them to be, which is a good quality and bad quality (laughs) at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fours are the originalist or the individualist. Um, Fours are our resident snowflakes. They're like, there's only one me in the world, which is true. Um, But fours actually have the capacity to feel their feelings the most deeply and to empathize with others very well. And the thing about fours, because I know you're a four. Um, I, <laughs> yep. The thing about fours that I love is that fours can hold really negative emotion and positive emotion at the same time. And they're comfortable sitting in both, which makes you a very safe person for other people. So that's something I, I love about the fours. 
Fives are the observer, the investigator. Fives, their superpower is being able to take in a lot of information, research, whole lot of data in their brains, and then make sense of it and find a practical way forward. So fives tend to really conserve their energy. They're very fearful of running out of energy, but when they are able to take a risk and step out there and give and be generous, they're excellent problem solvers. Sixes are the loyalists. They are probably out of all the numbers, the most loyal friend on the Enneagram. And also sixes tend to be preppers. (laughs) So they are always aware of the potential danger or what could go wrong or all the potential things that could happen, but they are amazing in a crisis. So if you're in a crisis, you want to six around because they're going to know exactly what to do because they're prepared. Mm. Sevens are the enthusiast. Sevens are, I, I have a lot of seven. I'm I'm an eight wing seven, but um, my seven is very high. We are always looking for what is most fun. We are excited. We are passionate. We are the idea possibility people. But sometimes that can also, you know, shoot us in the foot because we're always chasing after new opportunities instead Mm -hmm. of remaining consistent and focused. I've got a lot of seven clients. And then eights are the challenger or the advocate. Eights are, I think, the most misunderstood number on the Enneagram because especially women eights, because eights can come across as very, you know, controlling and this is the way things are going to be. However, eights feel so deeply forgiving those that don't have a voice, a voice. And that's something I love about eights. That's something I'm really proud of in being an eight, but we have to tone ourselves down. We are not super connected to emotion. And so we have to create space for other people's emotions, which is very important for establishing trust. And the nines are the peacemaker. This is my husband. Um, Nines are... The nine, Enneagram nine has a really amazing ability to see any other person's perspective, to be able to put themselves in their shoes and see their perspective and understand their perspective. And so nines are diplomatic. They are excellent in mediating conflict. They are so good at bringing calm and peace. But they also don't like to have their peace disturbed. So entering into those situations is very scary and difficult for them because of that. Mm. So that's kind of a top level view of all the nine types. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's good. That's good. Because again, for people that don't know anything about that, that will give you an idea of kind of like to look into maybe I'll be a little bit like this or maybe a little bit like that. Again, what I just my experience with the Enneagram, um, again, I'm in a direct selling company. We're serving other people. We're helping other people. And I'm a nurse. And so as I was learning about the Enneagram, I was like, I got to be a two, right? Because two is who am I if nobody needs me, right? Like, I just want to help people. And um, because that's what I was doing so much. And there are so many people that are on my team and in my business and in this company that are twos, because again, they serve others. They love helping people and they're really good at that. Yes. So good. Yeah, they're so good. But I also learned that as I was learning about me, and again, one of the gals on my team, she just one day she's like, just started asking me questions and to really help determine what my my number was. And she's like, because she goes, I don't think you're a two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it turns out that I'm a four. And um, 
it really makes sense. And the more that I learn about that, I'm like, it's completely me. And I'm a wing three. And uh, because I am like, you know, you tell me that we have to do it this way, like all the time and everybody has to do this. Like, I'm like, I don't think so. Like, really, do I have to? Can I just like rules are meant to be broken kind of thing? I'm like, no, no, I really don't want to do it that way. But you better pay attention to me because I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of cool. And so I am in it. I don't want to be yeah. like I always say, I don't want to be a sorority sister. I don't want to be part of, although I liked being part of a different team on my in my college. So I do like to be part of things, but I don't like to be always like ducks in a row. We all have to do things. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to be seen for me. And really, when I was growing up, I have two sisters and a brother. And uh, they're all um, they're all like, as I call them, I don't know what their numbers are, but they're all the columns and rows people. They're into, although my brother's very creative because he is a photographer, but he moved into bookkeeping. So he's like numbers. My sister's all about, she, she's retired, but she was in finance and risk management. My other sister who I went to college, the same college with, she's, you know, physics, computer science, all of that stuff. I was like, you know, I grew up thinking that I w- there was something wrong with me because I didn't, I felt like I wasn't like them, but I thought, but I took it to be negative Yeah, and um, had some struggles around that. But as I, <laughs> but, but there was a time too many years later and we were driving up to Michigan to attend my niece's graduation. And so I was in the car with my folks and my siblings except for one. I think my other sister wasn't there that had the niece, the daughter that was graduating. Anyway, so we're driving and they're talking about, I don't know what they're investing or whatever, hedging the yen or I don't, it was just like, what are you guys talking about? Like, this is not interesting to me at all. And I was like, can we just talk about feelings? (laughs) Can we talk about like blood and guts? Like, like, can we go deep, you know? And it was really the first time. And then it was like, there was just some funny things that happened during that weekend that really showed me that because I was, again, in a better place, feeling better about myself in life and realizing that I was different, yeah. but it was OK, because like we were all having dinner at this house that we had rented and it's a house that we've had in the summertime. And I'm like, I'm going to go down to the to the and I'm going to watch the sunset and um, I'm going to sit on the bench. I'm going to the bench to watch the sunset. That's what we do in the summertime. Yeah. So there's somebody in the house and they're like. Well, the sunset doesn't set till like 8.15. And this is, I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but it's like 7.45. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch the sunset. Like we don't have, you don't go when the sun sets. You go and like, you know, and then we get down there. I don't know. It's just so funny. It came up as I was thinking, well, the bench is just a piece of wood with, you know, that's sitting on a couple of, you know, stumps or something. It used to be a bench, but now it was, you know. And um, my sister said, that doesn't really look like a bench. I was like, just sit down or stand and watch the sunset. Okay, it's just like they were so like literal and like it has to be this way. And it was just, I laughed at it the whole weekend. I was like, you know what? I'm different and it's okay. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's because again, I think we can see that we're not part of, oh, we're not like our siblings or we're not like this team or we're not like this whatever. And so we take it to be, we create this story. There's something wrong with us. And I've realized now that I'm 59 and I, you know, it is what it is, but I realized that I'm just me and it's okay. And I'm a pretty awesome person and this is the way I am. And so, and I'm going to just continue to grow into my greatness and appreciate myself for that. 
Um, and you know, as people know, if they listen to podcasts, I started ballroom dancing. I walked into a studio like, oh, I think I want to dance with a good lead. People are like this one gal who helped me figure out my number. She goes, that's exactly why ballroom dance works for you because you're like this, like unicorn or you're like the snowflake and you can go. And it's been, again, it, it is starting. It has brought out my creative side. I'm still working on that because I've been this leader and this strong, like headstrong and I go into ballroom dance and they tell me that I should not try so hard and, and I should let them lead. And I'm like, do you know who I am? <laughs> like that doesn't, you know? So anyway, so um, again, that's my story of like figuring out kind of again, and really um, living into who I am. And again, yeah. the things that I'm that are motivating and things like that. And I learned that my husband's a five. And so (laughs) people can't see the face that you just made, but like, oh yeah. So he's a five. And so exactly how you explained it, he observes everything and he comes home from a hockey. This was year, you know, our kids are all grown and gone, but he'll observe at the hockey game or he'll observe here. And he comes home and he tells me everything that's going on. I'm like, how do you even know that? He's very intuitive. And he wants to like, tell me all the answers for everything. But he also... I would get frustrated because I'm like, come on, don't you want to go here? Can we go meet this person? Whatever. And he's like, nah, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. And I took him to be kind of like antisocial at times. And he knows that. And, uh, but it's really not that he, because he's very empath, you know, he's intuitive, a real empath. It does. I believe spending too much time with other people really sucks, you know, the energy out of him. And so I say that he's just very selective who he spends his time with, but it helped me understand that for, again, we'll talk about business in a second, but like me as a relationship with my husband, I've been married to him for 30 years. And there'd be times that he loves working out and his love language is acts of service. So he's out working in the yard and he's doing all this stuff. And then we have a pool. And so we'll sit in the pool and like relax. And I'm, then I'm like, okay, you want to go out for dinner? You want to go to Pam and Rich's house? You want to And he's just like, <laughs> so then I, again, like I'm aggravated with him, but now I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Pam and Rich's because they invited me over. And he's like, okay, see you later. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he doesn't want to be there, but I do because I got to go out and I have to socialize and I want to be because that fills me up. Yes. So it's just very, I really encourage people to, you know, learn who they are, but also who their spouse is too, because that really helps you in those relationships to understand each other better and realize that it's just kind of way the personality is. And so how can you, you know, make that work for you, make that under, you know, work for you together and also stay in your own lanes kind of thing. So, yeah. And I, it, the thing with the Enneagram that I found, cause it was a major breakthrough in my marriage as well. And I, the thing with the Enneagram, it has given me a lot of freedom to just be who I am and to embrace the qualities that I have been uniquely designed with instead of trying to be like other people. And it also has given me an ability to not try to make my husband into who I think he should be. It allows me to give him freedom. And that's where healthiness happens in relationships. Yeah, And that's not just in marriage. It's in working relationships and friendships and even with our kids. And you know, I, my kids are really young still, but I'm starting to see, I think my son is a one and I'm like, okay, 
he sees the world in black and white. <laughs> so we need to help him embrace nuance. And, but also without trying to make him be different because this is how mm -hmm. he has been uniquely designed. And so the Enneagram just helps bring understanding and language to the differences between all of us. I think in a way that allows us to embrace our differences so that we can move forward in healthy ways with each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, again, I started ballroom dancing. I love it. And um, there's competitions that I now, you know, compete in. There's, um, you know, performances at the studio. And, you know, I, I'll tell my husband and my daughter does live home with us. And um, but I'll tell them that this is going on. You know, I'm competing this time or I'm doing this. And, you know, Tom will always say, well, are you, you know, are you competing? Are you dancing at the studio? Are you competing, you know, performing? And um, and I just kind of tell them. And a lot of times they don't show up. And so, but I'm like, it's okay. Because again, sometimes he just doesn't want to be there. And it's not any reflection on me. Right. He said, I love that you have found your passion. This is what you do. Go do it. Yeah. And so others would look at that like, well, why is your husband not there? I'm like, whatever. It's it's fine. He supports me. It's fine. Yeah. You know, but he's not here. And so again, I take that before I took it to believe that there was, he was rejecting me and like, oh, honey, don't you want to be with me? Don't you love me? Whatever. It's, it's not, it's really not that. Yes. So, right. I, so important. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so again, you talk about, as I've learned about you, you talk about how understanding yourself in this position of, again, coaching others and stuff like that. So knowing who I am to help me coach others, which kind of is opposite to what I was thinking. Cause again, I have a gal on my team who, um, as I learned, you know, she's an Enneagram one and I coached her and this is okay for me to say, because Harper and I have talked about this and, you know, for six years I coached her and I mentored her and I encouraged her and, oh, can I really be a leader? Can I do this? And I was just like, but she was so stuck in like, no, I don't read books and I don't really listen to personal development stuff. And I, I, I'm not comfortable calling that person. Like she was like, I would suggest things. And she was like, no, 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 no. Because it was like, this is the way she is. Yeah. And then she started like six years later, she decided she was at a meeting and she started to listen to other people's ideas and thoughts. And she was like, okay, maybe I should set some goals. That's what I was telling her for so long. Maybe I should. And she didn't read because she was a busy mom. But man, she listens to Audible now and she listens to podcasts like all of the time. And so she started to listen to others. And she, you know, for six years, then she outranked me. She grew a huge team and she's mentored, you know, two to the top level two. Now she's still an Enneagram one, but I know that about her. Yeah. And so it's really very, very good because she's, you know, but I also, again, if if I understood that a little bit more, I wouldn't have in, in the early stages, I wouldn't have been so frustrated like oh she's just closed off to everything but no it's she's not closed off she's just in her again she sees things as very black and white and so for me to be able to know that and to mentor her that way and to support her that way it's helpful for me so but i'm but what you're saying is it's helpful for me to know who i am so that again please explain that because that seems kind of counterintuitive to what i feel like would be helpful yeah. for somebody that's in a position like me that's that's leading a team, trying to mentor people, trying to encourage them to join me and getting to know them so that 
I can, you know, speak into their, their superpowers and motivations and things like that. Yeah. Well, and with the Enneagram too, I think one thing that is really effective about understanding your type is understanding how other people experience you. And so I'm an Enneagram eight. And one of the things that I have had, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very bubbly and warm and usually pretty happy, but when I get mad, I mean, it's like, I, there's, there's no avoiding it. And my husband has said to me several times, he's like, you know, when you get very direct with people, you can come across as harsh and you, you are experienced as harsh. Whereas I'm thinking, well, no, I care about them and I'm telling them the truth because they need to hear it. And so I, when you're coaching, when you are leading other people, when you are, you know, I talk a lot about sales and marketing because the core foundation of sales and marketing is relationship building. And so in order to build relationships, you not only have to understand who you are and how you best build trust with other people, but you also have to understand how other people experience you. And you need to understand how other people tend to see the world. And it's hard work. And I think that as human beings, our brains are always wanting to conserve energy. Our brains don't want to do hard things. And we just, you know, we want pleasure. We want to avoid pain. We want to conserve energy. And building relationships is not conducive to any of those things. It is hard work. It takes um, intentionality, being able to be a student of the people that you're influencing you know, especially in an industry like network marketing, you're in, you, you have influence in a lot of different um, areas. You are leading other people. You are serving customers. You have relationships with people that you aren't leading that are maybe on different teams. It, it is very important to become um, a master of understanding how, what really makes other people tick. And the Enneagram will help you do that so much better <laughs> than just trying to figure it out on your own. And I think especially, you know, I I think you you probably have a lot of leaders who listen to your podcast and when you are leading other people, it is really easy to want to try to conform people into what you think they should because it's uncomfortable when people don't fit your categories. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things you can do is to get curious. And one of the best ways to get curious is to ask a lot of questions. And curiosity is actually the selling superpower of an Enneagram 4. Enneagram 4s are very interested. They are curious. They want to understand that you want to go deep mm-hmm. um, with someone. And I think that's something all the numbers can learn from Enneagram 4s is what does it look like for me to really dive in and understand this person who's in front of me, whether it's a prospect, whether it's a team member, whether it's someone who is leading you, whether it's someone who's a business partner, how do you really understand what is going on underneath the surface? If you can do that, you are going to see business growth because people Mm -hmm. that that's what people respond to. When people know that they are seen, heard and valued, they respond to that. And the Enneagram will help you do that so much more effectively than any other personality test, in my humble opinion. (laughs) Brought to you by Gorski Wellness and the possibility of a better you. Are you feeling sluggish? Ready for a change? Need more energy? 
up for a bigger challenge? I'm Moira Gorski, retired nurse and wellness advocate. For over 22 years, I've been helping people live healthier lives while making small changes each and every day. Those small changes lead my clients to living a healthier lifestyle with markedly better health. As a brand ambassador for the Shackley Corporation, the most clinically proven wellness company in the world, I guide my clients to make healthier choices each day with their food, supplements, skincare, workouts, and mindset. They say getting started is half the battle. Let's make healthy happen together. If you're ready for simple, natural, sustainable solutions to feeling and looking your best, let's connect. You'll find a link in the show notes or reach out to me at moiragorski.com. Here's to a better you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because, again, that's because you spoke my language before. Like when I was really not healthy, I think I was just trying to do that. Like, okay, you have to be this certain way and you have to be this certain way. And why aren't they doing that? And why aren't they responding? And we have to do it this way. But that was all about, even though I don't want to be a certain way, like that was all about me trying to just control them into a certain, because I thought that that's, but I think, again, as I've gotten to know myself more and knowing that, and again, putting the, cause that's what we all say in, in, um, in sales is we have to, if we can help other people accomplish their goals and put our attention on them and serving them, then we're going to get what we're looking for too. And what we're striving for as well. And that's really what it, what it is. And that's what I tell people that I, and that are on my team and the gals that I'm coaching, it's like, and the gentlemen, which are here and there, I have a few gentlemen that I coach, but it's like, ask more questions, ask more questions. Cause again, I think we're so like, okay, we have this sales in mind, right? Okay. It's the end of the month. Okay. I, I need to have two more stars or I need to find five more people or I need to whatever. And so we have that in our mind. And so we ask like one question, what about this? And then we're like, go right into the sale. But if we can be more curious, and I've seen that myself, if I can talk with a leader, that's really not showing up to the trainings or the meetings or for my, or taking my phone calls or things like that. And, um, and I can get them on the phone and I can ask a few questions. Well, tell me a little bit, you know, tell Barb Lagoni, who's one of our master coordinators. She's like, well, tell me about that. Well, tell me about that. She's just like, just ask that question like five or six times, or um, just tell me about that. But I've noticed that if I can ask them more, not just about this one thing that I might be curious about, but also like, okay, well, tell me what's going on at home then. And how are your kids? And how are this? Because if I can get to know that, and I know that their you know, son went off the rails and they're like worried about him or the husband lost the job or whatever, then that, then I'm not going to push so hard. And I can say, Hey, well, you know what? You had this big goal and it sounds like some stuff is going on in your life that so do you want to just adjust that goal or adjust the time frame a little bit? Because, and that's okay. You know, we always say love them where they're at, but that's okay. So if I can ask lots of questions, yeah, then again, I can meet them where they're at, as opposed to being me seen as, which I think I, again, was seen as that as a leader, like I'm just pushing for my agenda. Like, come on, don't you want to be part of the team? Don't you want to do this? Don't you want to do this? Why don't you, don't you want to get on it? You know, but that was really for me. Yeah. And it's been a big adjustment um, and some like humbling sitting and like, okay. And again, so maybe they're not the, maybe not, those aren't the leaders that I'm looking for, or maybe they are if I start to approach them differently. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and get to know them being curious with all of those, that questioning, which takes a lot longer, right? (laughs) You know, a lot longer, but I feel like those, like you said, those relationships, and I keep talking about this book because I just learned about it, but it's called Win-Win by Laura Meyer. I don't know if you've heard of that, No, but it's, it's all about, she wrote it during the pandemic and it's all about this, about developing relationships. We are so busy and we're just sucked into this digital world and we have all these followers, but you know, nobody's listening. Nobody's connected. Nobody's, you know, and I'm trying to get these meetings back together and let's come on, come together. Cause I love that. And it that's how I grew my business. That's how I developed my business is bringing people into my home and developing relationships with them. Yeah. And um, we've gotten so far away from that. Yeah, absolutely. And that because the online space has grown so crowded and everyone is trying to grow their visibility and grow their influence. And people are honestly fatigued with marketing and being sold to and being asked to buy, buy, buy. The people moving forward who are going to really stand out are the people who know how to build authentic connections with other humans. And, um, and And each Enneagram type does that differently. And that's why you have to understand how you do it the best and really be okay with that and not try to be like someone else. I have heard so many, so many of my clients will say to me, well, I'm just not a salesperson. And I'm like, you are absolutely a salesperson. You've just been looking at people in the online space that have a different personality with you assigned to them that they must have what it is that makes them effective at growing a business. But Anybody can grow a business effectively if you know how to authentically connect with another human being and if you have an actual solution to their problem. And you don't know if you have an actual solution to their problem unless you're willing to take some time to get to know them, to understand their story, to understand their fears, to understand what they really want and what they really desire. And that, I think, is the direction that sales is going. You know, people maybe it's even going to go back to what it used to be old school where it's like you literally people are craving that connection. The door to door salesman gets such a bad reputation, but at least that was face to face, you know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, it'd be great if we could predict the future, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it is, I think there is going to be this hopefully coming back a little bit more to that I don't know how it's how we're going to survive otherwise if we don't get because we're again, if the pandemic taught us anything, we are relationship people and we need to be around people. We need to be connected. And Zoom is really great and all of that. Like I went in, um, you know, our Shackley conference was in Kansas City last summer. Like it's the first time we've been together in like three years. And I plus I've had a huge influx of huge growth in my team. And so and, you know, d- several labors down. So people that I've never met, except I've met over Zoom and on the, oh my God, like I went a day early and I'm so glad I did because I just went to the, there was two hotels that were, you know, we were staying in right down the street from each other. And I was at one, but this other one uh, had a really big open lobby. So I checked in and then I went over and I met a couple of people and I just, sta- we just stayed there for hours. And it was like, people just came in and we hugged them. And I was, it was the best fulfilling that I was then We had dinner and then we went back to the lobby. We were there. It was just like, oh my God, this feels so good to get together with people and hug people and just connect with them. And I just, that is, again, I love, I always say with Shackley, I love the products. They have changed the health. I've changed, they have, they're, you know, 
life-giving products and things like that. The compensation plan is awesome, but I'm telling you, the community is something like a nothing that I've ever been a part of. And it just, and that's what I try to share with people too, is like, yeah, we can talk about, okay, you want to make some money, you need some, you have some health challenges, but do you want to be part of a community? Because this is something like I've never experienced anyplace else. And people love that. Once they get in, they're like, oh my God, it's a family. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a family and um, a personal development program that has a compensation plan attached to it. But yeah. those relationships are so, so, you know, important. Yes, yeah. they, are. they are. And that is something about network marketing. I mean, I've been in network marketing, um, but I most of my focus right now in my entrepreneurial journey is focused on my coaching business. But that is something about network marketing that is irreplaceable is that community aspect. You you cannot find that anywhere else with that type of energy and dynamic. You just can't, which is why it's so important to create and protect a culture once you have it. If you have a healthy culture mm -hmm. on a team where people really do have freedom to be themselves and have you know freedom to really grow in the way that they have been designed to grow and utilize their strengths, you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. And mm -hmm. um, the money and the, the health benefits or the benefits of whatever the products are that you sell really actually comes secondary to that community mm -hmm. connection. And I think a lot of people don't realize that until they've actually had that experience. So I think that's beautiful. Yeah. My uh, cohort and my best friend, Pam Carey, who introduced me to Shackley and this whole community, like as we started to grow and we, you know, and Harper and all these others that came in, you know, and we had the, well, all of a sudden we created a Facebook group and the, this and that. And we were always so like keeping the culture so, so positive. And we would like talk to the leaders and say, hey, this person is a little negative on, can you? And so we were always so, even though we didn't, again, necessarily know what we were doing, but we've seen that and we've seen the, I want other people to hear that, what you said, and I'll reiterate that, is that that culture, that community, if you can create that, it is, it's like, it's like gold and people see that and thus they want to be a part of of that. Yes. And, but again, I, what I'm also, and I'm excited for <clears throat> the continued future for my business because I've learned about that, that it used to be, like I said, I used to be like, okay, everybody has to kind of be the same and they really don't. And many people will say to me as I'm trying to recruit or like bring people in, they're like, yeah, but I couldn't really do what you do because they see me out there. I'm a, right. I'm a four wing three. And so I've learned to put myself out there and I'm all over social and I learned to do reels and I ballroom dance and I do all that. And they're like, I can't do that. I'm like, good. You don't have to do that. This is what I choose to do. But I also, but what do you want to do again? So understanding them and knowing, but again, people see me a certain way and again, this is my, this is again, probably what I can learn from you too, is they see me a certain way and I want to empower them and motivate them. It's not just about me. It's not just about me. Like, wow, you look like that red dress that you had on was awesome. And I think that's great. That's great. Thank you for the compliment. But what about you? Like, what are you doing every day to bring yourself joy? And that's what I'm really working to continue to turn it back to them and say, that's great. I appreciate you watching me. That's great or whatever. 
But what about you? Because you have the opportunity to find something in your life to bring you joy. And it doesn't have to be ballroom dance, but maybe it can be something else. And you travel or you start to write books or you start to paint or whatever. Like, what can you do? And so I continue to, again, not be like all about me, but it's like, hey, watch me. And what about you? Yeah. Because I want, I do this. Yes, for me to fill my heart up and to bring myself joy because I was in a shitty place for a long time. Right. But I also want to encourage other people like you can do you you can you can't you don't have to be like me, but you also but you can find joy in your life. Right. You can feel better. You can find a community. You can do some things. And so that's what I continue to work on as a leader is to make sure that I take that that turn back to them and say, but what about you? Yeah. Because I did that on Facebook. Somebody reached out, a friend, an old friend from my neighborhood who's moved away a long time ago. And we were just chatting on Messenger. Kids, and blah, blah, blah. And she's made some comments about, oh, you're just doing great and this and this. And I thought, oh, thanks, whatever. And then I said, what about you? What are you doing with your life to bring yourself joy? Haven't heard from her since. Oh. And I feel badly. I mean, I'm not shaming her, but I feel bad. Like, come on, women. We need to do, we need to find a way to find some joy, bring some joy into our life because it ain't coming. Nobody's coming. Yeah. Nobody's coming to pull you out of bed in the morning. Nobody's coming. If you listen about Mel Robbins, nobody's coming. Right. Yeah. Joy is internal, not, you can't, other people or circumstances can't make you feel joy. It's like something that you have to access inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to ask ourselves that question. That's why I love your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So good. Well, where can people find more information? Like I, again, I listen to, again, I don't know how you feel about these people, but I listen to a lot of Suzanne Stabile podcast when I was learning about the Enneagram and there's that one book. I mean, tell people some resources that they can go to besides yourself, which you'll share that too. And, um, and I think you're doing a free masterclass next week that I'm signed up for, um, that you can tell people about, but what are some resources that they can do go to, to like podcasts or books or resources so they can learn more about their number? Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, um, my best, My best resource, this is something I have used. I'll read the title since people can't see me. Um, It's actually written by Suzanne Stabile. It's called The Journey Toward Wholeness. And the subtitle is Enneagram Wisdom for Stress, Balance, and Transformation. And I actually reference this book constantly. She wrote it after the pandemic Hmm. and talked about, you know, during the pandemic, none, none of us were untouched by stress or trauma in some sort of capacity. And she um, just, these are like her observations of how it affected each Enneagram type. It's so good. Wow. I didn't know about that. It is so good. (laughs) I recommend this book to everyone. And then if you're an entrepreneur, I actually, um, I tie the Enneagram into your business and how you show up in your business. And I have a free resource that I put together where I break down each Enneagram type and talk about how you sell most effectively, um, how you, your core fears that can tend to surface, and then strategies to try in your business to get more visible. Um, I just updated this resource. It's my 2.0 version, but you can find it at sellbynumber.com. You just go to sellbynumber.com. You can download the resource and it's newly updated just with um, some observations I've made in my clients 
I think I've coached almost all the Enneagram types, which is so cool. But just mm-hmm. how I've seen their selling strengths, their core fears that can tend to hold them back, and then practical strategies for being more effective in your business. So go to sellbynumber.com. And then, yes, depending on when you're listening to this, I am hosting a masterclass April 25th through the 27th, 2023. <laughs> and um, you can find the link to that at jodybarber.com slash masterclass, forward slash masterclass. And um, I am going to be unpacking for three days the Enneagramming your sales, really your top to bottom sales process that you need to have in place to really have a sustainable, effective business. And then how do you get visible? Like, how do you grow your business in a way that's aligned with your personality? So three days of lots of yeah. lots of value-packed goodness there. Yeah. Yeah. And so this, again, will it will go out after after that. So again, look into that. And again, it's so fascinating to me. And I'm just so glad that you came into my atmosphere uh, now because, um, again, it, it's just... It is. It's fascinating. And I'm fascinated to learn more um, about that. But I also one thing that came up, too, is that I've been um, uh, introduced and involved with a gal named Melissa Henault, and um, she's all about LinkedIn training and stuff like that. And so she has a team around her. She isn't she's a badass and she's but she has a um, but she also hopefully it's all right to say, but she's she's an eight. Yeah, like you are. But um, she also has team members that are not eights. And they know a lot about her. And she shared about that. And so they she knows what she has to, but she has others on her team that are not eights. But they know about that. Just like you said, she's all like you. But I but it's also like, I'm like, okay, I don't I love Melissa. But I'm like, I'm a little afraid, like when she gets a little like, oh, I don't want to be on her bad side. I get that now. And so it's just like you said, when the, you, cause she, she can be so direct and you're kind of like, yeah, you know, um, but she's awesome, but she's awesome. But again, I think if you're looking at a team yes. and having people around you or having a VA or having somebody that, that you need to have teammates, it's so important for, to have, um, that balance there. Yes. Um, and to know, because again, it could come off as like, wow, you're just like, she hates me now. It's like, no, it's just, or whatever. She just knows enough about herself of, and she brings when for her masterclass or her mastermind that she has people not has, but people sign up for, for six months or a year or whatever. She has a gal. Is it Tracy O'Malley? I don't know. An, an Enneagram expert that comes yeah. in and speaks with them and gets them, again, like you're doing to help them realize what number they are so that they know how they show up. So I think that that's super, that's really, really important, you know, yeah. for that awareness piece and, and all that. Yeah, the Enneagram brings self-clarity. And I think it's so, before we can get clarity about other people, we have to have clarity around ourselves. And, um, and it just, it helps bridge those gaps when we have missing information about someone and we tend to make assumptions. The Enneagram, I think, really helps to bridge those gaps and help us understand where someone is coming from. And, uh, but we have to be students. We have to be students and do the hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And again, learning. And again, if I can say anything too about Suzanne Stabile's, whatever her podcast is if you just go on podcast and, but what I was, once I learned who I was <clears throat> or thought I was a four, like she would do podcasts again. I haven't listeners in a while, but she'd be like, okay, these are, this is the fours. And so she'd have 
a gal on, a female that was a four, and a guy on that was a four, and they would talk about who, how they acted in life and twos and five. Yeah. So it was like, oh, like that's definitely me or no, that's not me. And so again, that's the way I learned. So I encourage people to check that out too. Cause as you're going to walk the dog, you can, I mean, I would listen to them all of the time. So it really helped me. Um, Cause again, I like to read, but I also like to consume by listening uh, yes. too as well. So that's a, a real, real great resource too. And there's another book that I have to order. So I can't wait for that because I'm going to Cabo <laughs> next week. And um, I'm definitely going to take that on the airplane and sit by the pool and talk to my other teammates because it's a, a trip with Shackley and a bunch of my teammates. So I think that'll be really fascinating to share with them too. I wonder if Harper knows about this book and some of my other Enneagram friends on my team. It'll be really fascinating. But I could talk to you really for hours and stuff, but I'm going to really, I'm going to pull it back and uh, and close this down today. But I really appreciate this. I hope people are as excited about this as I am, because again, this is just really great awareness about, again, how we show up in the world and how we can really, I mean, I took a, I have a poster on the back of my door that came from these couple of personal development uh, weekend courses and stuff like that, that I took. And one of the big things that came from it is, well, it's a couple of things is how we show up, like that we can show up as martyrs, victims, villains, or we can be the leader of our own life. And so this is a way that we really can be a leader of our own life. But I also learned in that, that everybody wants to be seen, heard, and appreciated. And this is really a way that we can, again, the local get to know that other person, that person that's on our team or that's in our house with us or shares a bed with us or whatever, or our kids. Like I had them, I pulled out a book for them to, you know, at Christmas time. And I was like, wow, Paul, I thought you were a one. He's a three. Yeah. And I was like, uh, one of my, you know, my oldest son. And I was like, wow, that's actually, and then his wife, his new wife um, that he just married this last year. She's like, oh yeah, that's him. And so it just, Again, it's good. It's there's no it's just the way things are, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it helps us understand and appreciate ourselves and each other, you know, in a different light than um and I think that the world is too much full with judgment and and quick judgments and quick decisions based on what we see like right away and um I really encourage people to look into this kind of stuff to really learn. Again, I love the fact that now I know that I'm a four and a three. It's it's awesome. And yes. I love it because I'm like, <laughs> that's it. That explains why. You know what? But I also have to be careful. Again, I could talk for hours, but I also have to be careful because those, like you said, those deep emotions and the dark ones and then the good ones, like sometimes I get so melancholy and I get into this whole like feeling about myself and oh, what was me? And once I learned about that, I got to be careful. I spend a little time and I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Go out into the world again, get, take a shower, go out, quit feeling sorry for yourself or get out of that. Or just give me a good movie. Just, I just need a good movie for like two, two and a half hours. Yes. And let me just go deep in all of that. I love that. I don't care if you watch the movie with me or not, but I'm going, you know, that's, but that's me. That's just me. And that. it's okay. Right. Because again, I yes. had a, eating disorder where I had very low self-confidence. I grew up very codependent. Now I'm like, it's okay. I am okay with me. And I want that to be a big, you know, message here is it's okay who you are. And so embrace this kind of stuff, learn more about who you are. So you could feel okay with you, you know, 
I think that's a big. So anyway, yes. Tell the listeners again. It's Jody Barber. I believe that's your your website, but please, you know, tell my listeners where they can find you too. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm really active both places. My handle on Instagram is the Jody Barber and LinkedIn Barber. And um, then you can, you know, get a little bit more into my world through that resource, sellbynumber.com. Um, I also have a free, free Facebook group called the Enneapreneur. Hmm. And I'm pretty active in there with trainings and um, posts all around sales and marketing strategies by Enneagram type, if that interests you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I just started to, I jumped in there in the last couple of weeks too. So that's a good one. So thank you, Jody, so much. Um, any last words from you? I feel like I've done a lot of talking too, but um, any last words from you for the, for the audience today? No, I just, I, you know, it, your journey to joy, part of that is understanding yourself and understanding how you access that through your unique personality type. So I just am super honored to be on here. Thank you so much for entrusting me with your audience. And um, I just think the world of you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate this again. Love the work that you're doing. Um, Really, really do. And uh, I know the audience is going to, my audience is going to love it too. So um, thanks again for being here, Jody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, as I always say, please share this with others because there are so many others that need to hear these messages. And the message is, again, it's okay with being being who you are. And um, it's okay to, to go on that that joy journey, as we say with joy, it's the journey of you. So Enneagram's all about the journey of you. So deep dive into it and learn about that because uh, your life can be really um, very blessed as you learn more about that. So thanks again, Jody. Thanks listeners. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, ready to live a more joyful life? Considering connecting with someone who can help you? If so, I'd like to be that person. I offer a free consultation where we determine where the chaos is in your life and how you can learn to bring more joy each and every day. Visit my website, moiragorski.com, or simply email me, moira at moiragorski.com, with more joy in the subject line. I look forward to connecting, and I'm here to say, there will always be some chaos, which requires a little juggling, but you can find joy and live your life intentionally filled with that joy. Let me help you on your journey to joy. And that's joy, the journey of you.